Kedushin Davzayin. We're starting from the bottom words on Davav Amad Beis Amar Rava Ten Mana Leploni. So here, a woman is going over to a man and saying, "Give a mana, give a certain amount of money to so and so, another person." And if you give that money to so and so, I will become married to you. So let's just give some names here. You have a Leah who's saying to Ruvain, "If you give money to Shimon, then I'll be Mekudashas to you. I'll be married to you, Ruvain." Now, what's fascinating here is that the Gemara rules Mekudashas, the woman could become Mekudashas to him. In other words, if Ruvain then gives Shimon the money, then Leah is married to Ruvain. How can that be? And the obvious question here is, where's the Kenyan Kasef? Ruvain didn't give Leah money. Leah told Ruvain to give money to Shimon, and Ruvain did that. But how can it now be that Leah is married to Ruvain just because uh, Ruvain listened to the instructions that Leah gave him? So the answer is Midin Arev. It's just like a guarantor. A guarantor, what, what is the concept of a guarantor? If one person is lending somebody else money, but they're nervous that the borrower won't, won't be able to repay them. So the guarantor says, if you give the money to the, to, to the borrower, then that will, I'll, I'll back that up. And if you want, you can collect the money from me if, uh, if need be. So where's the Kenyan? Right? It's just words. What, what, what is Machai of the guarantor? So the Gemara explains, Even though he doesn't get the benefit of the money itself, the money isn't given to him. The lending goes to the borrower, not to the guarantor. How does it work? He becomes Meshubah to repay if the borrower defaults. Well, how does that work? It works because he's having a hana. The way it works is, is because he's having a hana that his instructions are listened to. What is happening is, is that the, the, the lender is giving the borrower money based upon the instructions of the guarantor. So Ayesanami so we could say the same thing with the woman. Even though she's not personally receiving the money herself, she can bind herself and give herself over as a wife if the husband will give money to the person who she chooses. Now, let's just elaborate on this concept. How does this work? There are some Rishonim who explain that the way that this is working is that there's there's such an, it's an, maybe an intangible, but there's like a real benefit that a person gets that their reputation is amazing. Uh, the benefit out in society that because of them, so-and-so lend money to so, to another person. Or in our case, because, because of me, Ruven gave the money to Shimon. And that is a giving of a new benefit that the husband really is giving the woman a new form of hanas. So you'll say the woman just gave instructions to this guy to give money to Shimon. Where did he give the, where, where did Ruven give any money to, to the woman? The answer is no, he gave her a new benefit. He gave her the new benefit and this upgrade in her reputation that he is listening to her instructions. Another shot is, is that it's as if he gave the money to her because since she instructed that he give the money to so-and-so and he's following, now Ruven is following is following her instructions. It's as if the recipient of the money, when he gets it, it's as if actually somehow in a backwards way, she is receiving it as well. And it's as if she's getting that money. So two different pshatim and they showed him how to understand the lumdas of the Kenyan of, of an Arif. is as if they're getting the actual money. That's the second malach. And the first part is if they're getting like a new hana. But either way, it satisfies here for the Kenyan of Kedush. Now Ravan makes a second statement. Here a person is using a shliach to be mekadesh a woman, which is worse. You can be mekadesh a woman through a shliach, but the issue is whose money are you using? So here the shliach is using his own money as opposed to using uh, the money of the one who sent him. So the shliach says, take this mana, he tells the woman, take this mana and become betrothed to the so-and-so who sent me mekudeshes. It does work. She does become mekudeshes to the one who sent him. He did evikinani, just like it works to free an evikinani. One of the ways that an Evi Kanani can be freed 
is when a third party would pay money to the master on his behalf. So the money doesn't belong to the slave. The money belongs to the third party. The third party is giving it to the master on his behalf. The Kenyan Kesav is working there, even though he's not giving anything him anything out anything up himself on a personal level, the third party is. But since it's being given on his behalf, it's effective to make the Kenyan. So I govern Ami, so do here with this person, with the Baal, with the Mishalach, when this man, I govern Ami, when this when his agent is paying, the, the potential husband here isn't giving anything up personally. So he becomes acquired to this woman as his wife. Now the Gemara puts the two statements of Rava together. Imagine a woman says to a man, ten money to Ploni, give money to so-and-so. So Leah is telling Ruvain, go give money to Shimon, and then I will become a Kudashes to Shimon, to the recipient. So she's telling Ruvain to give the money to Shimon, and she's saying that I would be Makudeshes to Shimon through you giving uh through you giving the money. So this is actually going to work. It's going to be it's going to work by putting together both principles. It's going to be considered as if he gave the money or he gave the benefit to as if Reuven gave the benefit to Leah Midin Arif and Midin Evakirani it was given to Leah on behalf of Shimon and therefore she's Makudeshes to Shimon. It works from both them together. the same way in Arif, even though he doesn't get the benefit from the money itself that's lent, still he's bound to repay. So to here, the Leah will be bound uh, when Reuven gives the money to Shimon, even though she didn't receive the money itself. Ah, you're gonna ask me, dummy Arif by At least the one, the guarantor. Uh, the idea is he's giving up on some some of his own money in this transaction because what's the point here? The lender, the lender is lending the money in order to obligate the guarantor. But what's happening here? She's not going to come to to Reuven. But here Shimon, who's receiving the money, is going to become a kudeshes, and Shimon didn't give anything up. So meaning, how is that working? So to answer that, we explain Evikinani We see from Evikinani that you don't the, 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 that you don't have, that, that the slave doesn't have to personally give up the money for him to go free. The he's not giving up any of the money personally. Still, he's acquiring himself as a free person. So so to here, Shimon can become the husband, even though he's not paying. Ah, you're going to say, me dummy, that in and of itself wouldn't suffice because I'm also there in that case, the one who is giving the slave away, the master, at least he's receiving the money. The woman is giving her she's not receiving the money itself. The money is not going to her. The answer is, to that, the guarantor demonstrates that it's not necessary for her to receive the money. Even though the money is not in her hands, uh, she can still be mishabit herself. So we put both together. And again, what is the case? We're putting both principles together where the woman is telling Ruvin, if you go give money, to Shimon, then I'll be Mekudashes to Shimon. That was verse her instruction. So now when Reuben gives the money to Shimon, the woman will in fact be Mekudashes to Shimon. The Chiddush is two things. Shimon is the husband, even though he's not giving anything up, it can still work. I see that it could work by the slave, even though the slave doesn't pay. If someone else paid on his behalf, it's good. So too here, even though Shimon is not paying, it could work. And the, and, and, and the fact that the woman is not receiving the money, that's not an issue because she's Mikudashis Midin Arif. Since the money is going from Ruvain to Shimon, I'll pee her instructions. Ruvain is doing it only because she instructed him to do it. So therefore, it's as if she receives. And therefore, putting both these principles together, she would be Mikudashis. So we got two principles. The principle of Arif, that the wife doesn't have to get the money herself. If the husband follows through on the instructions she gives, it's as if she got the money and it's Mikudashis. And we have another principle, that an agent who gives the money, um, his own money to the Mishaleach, 
then the Mishaleach is betrothed and putting those two principles together, Leah Toduven give money to Shimon and Abin Gdashus to Shimon, it is valid. Says the Gemara, Bayi Rava. What happens? A woman gives money to a man and she says, take this money, I'll become a Kudeshus to you. What's the halacha? So this is really a new point. We always, one idea is that the husband has to give to the woman. There's no way the woman can give to the man. Yet suddenly the Gemara is proposing that maybe, maybe it's going to work if the woman get, uh, says to the man, take this money and I'll become married to you. So how is this even going to work? And the Gemara Taka says it does work. She is valid. Here you don't have any Arif. She's not giving it to anyone else. She's giving him money. How is this going to work? So the only way that hypothetically the Gemara is even like thinking that this might work, you might think that this is based upon something called Kenyan Agav. Kenyan Agav is where you know, you're acquiring land, which is one set of Kenyan, and then you acquire movable property, which is another set of Kenyan. But a person can, can bring them together, Agav, and say, if you're, being, if you're making one Kenyan on the land, so then you could be Kona Metaltalin together here with it. So maybe that's what's happening as well. It's, as if, it's like as if there's a Kenyan on the person, and since there's a Kenyan on the person, then there's also a Kenyan on the Kedushin. But the Gemara says that's, and not that this, would even make so much sense. But the Gemara just brings out how ludicrous it is because here, if anything, the Iker is the people. What's really happening is if we would compare a person to either type of thing, she would be more like real property. So it would be, what What are we saying? That the he's acquiring the woman, Agav, Agav, the uh, when he takes possession of the money. It would be like, when you take possession of the monies, then Agav that, you're Kona the Ishas. That would be like the only hypothetical way how to understand that. But that means that the primary thing is the money and then Agav that, you're being Kona the person. But usually it's the opposite. You're Kona, the primary thing is the land and then Agav that, you're Kona the Metalton. You can't go the other way. And on Ibchatanam, we always go in the reverse. You make the king on the land, then Agav that, you could be Kona the Metalton. Here you're getting Mamash the opposite. If you're being Kona the, the coin, then you're going to be Kona the woman. That doesn't make sense. The Kesavish Shavar Chazaka normally works, which is that's the end of the line of the way Kenyan Agav works with money document or Chazaka that are Kona the land. So then when you do that on the land, so then you can be Kona the Metatlan. But here it's going to be the Mamash the opposite. You're going to be Kona the coin and then Agav that you're going to be Kona the person. This doesn't make any sense. So we have to revisit this line. The line is where a woman is giving money to a man and she's saying, take this and I'm coming Kudash to you. We said quite puzzlingly, puzzlingly that she is married to him. How in the world is that working? You're thinking that the woman told the man to accept the money as part of an Agav sort of acquisition, that he's getting the money and then Agav, he's having a Kenyan on her Isha's. No, totally missed the boat. And here we're dealing with that the, the husband is a super prominent person. He never accepts gifts. The benefit that the woman receives by the fact that he accepted her gift and actually she commits herself to become married to him and gives herself over as a wife. So the Gemara is saying a fascinating concept. There's an irony. She gave him the money, but actually he gave her uh, something. He gave her the benefit of the fact that he received, that he took her gift when he's such a prominent person. So if such a prominent person would accept a gift, he is actually doing an act of giving. This is when the receiving is really giving. The husband, when he's the Adam Chashev and he accepts her gift, he's really giving to her a new hana, and that is going to be the Kasef HaKadushin. Says the Gemara, going back to the way we spoke about by 
by by all these principles together that we mentioned today, all these halachos can apply for Kenyan Maman as well. So let's say someone's trying to sell a field, so you could tell the buyer, give money to so-and-so and my field will be sold to you. That could work. And the reason is, so now why do you have to say that it, that the principle of Arif works both by Kedushin and Maman um, Utsricha? It was necessary to say by both Yishman and Kedushin. If you only spoke about Kedushin, we know that women, very easy for them to please them for Kedushin. Why do we assume it's easy to please them for Kedushin? Always better to live together than to live alone. So therefore, it's very easy for her to give herself off of a condition. She doesn't need so much. Even if you're not giving her the money herself, but you're giving you're giving it to someone else based on her instruction, maybe that's why it's valid. Of a mamona, but to apply it to mamon, or you're actually selling a field or something like that, in a law, you would say not. If you ask me in mamona, if you would say by mamon, maybe only there do we apply mamon, do we apply arv and evikinani, because we know that you can be mochel completely. You can just give something away. So therefore, you can make all sorts of relative kenyanim as well. Kedushin imalo, by by kedushin, but there's no concept of mechila in and of itself. You can't waive your rights to be an independent person and become a kudeshis. Therefore, it's was necessary to say that these principles apply to both kedushin and to mamad. Continues the Gemara. If a man said to a woman, you should, become, you should become married to half of me. And then he gave her a coin, she is fully married to him. But if he said, half of you, the wife, should become married to me, in it's nothing at all. She's not betrothed in any way. What is the difference? What's the difference? When a man said to a woman, half of you becomes betrothed to me, we're saying it's nothing. Why is it nothing? Why isn't half of her becoming married? Because the Torah says a man takes a woman, not half a woman. So the fact that it says woman, that implies not half a woman. Well, Hachanami say it in the inverse as well. The Torah said a man does a condition. It's not half a man. So if half, if half a man is trying to do a condition, it shouldn't be valid. So what is the makam to distinguish between half a man and half a woman? Hamalei, Rabbi answers to Abai. There is idea, half a woman is no good because a woman cannot be married to two men. So now we're understanding, what does it mean half of you? Half of you means I'm marrying you, but you're still going to be marrying other people. So that doesn't make any sense because a woman cannot be married to two men possibly. Therefore, the statement is rejected, invalid. She's not married at all. A man, isn't he eligible to marry two women? So when he says you're married to half of me, what he's saying is, I'm going to be married to you, but I might marry another woman also. That's fine. That's totally a good statement. All he means to say is, if I want to marry another woman, I should have permission, and that should, in fact, work. So we're saying it's nothing to do with the lushan of, uh, you know, the whole idea is just understanding what he's saying. You're married to half of me, or half of you is married to me. The whole idea is, could they marry other people? So the point is that by a man where he has the ability to marry another woman, so then that's what the statement means, that's fine. And for a woman where she can, if she becomes married, she cannot marry another man, so then the statement is ludicrous and therefore half of you is married to, is married to me, well, not, nothing will happen. In this case, where a person is, is being Makadesh, half a woman, we're saying it's no good. The Kumar introduces a new concept, a very, very powerful, very creative idea here. The conditions are automatically spread. It's, this is a, a concept called Pashta. Pashta means when you make a, an effect, on half of something, it automatically spreads to all of it. Where do we see this concept? Milotanya, Omer Olaf, a person said, a person makes a declaration, he's, he's uh, consecrating 
an animal. He owns an animal, and he's saying, instead of saying that the whole animal is a carbon ola, he says the leg is an ola. Tekula ola, all of it becomes an ola. Not only its leg is infused with the kedusha, the whole animal is infused with the kedusha. Even according to the opinion, it says no, only the leg is infused with the kedusha, and its value should be sold for for a carbon, but not the whole animal. That's only It was only a leg, which is not a vital limb. You can cut it off, and the animal will still live. If someone would consecrate a limb which is vital to the life of the animal, then actually the halacha would be. Everyone would agree that the entire animal does become an ola. So we should say the same thing over here. If a person is being makadish, half of a woman, so we're saying, we're arguing that the, the din of pashta should, should kick in and it's as if he's being makadish, all of her. Now this is a fascinating concept, the way that pashta works, because he's only said that the, that, that the kedusha should go on one part, yet automatically it spreads to the rest of it. This is the idea. It's actually, if you take a look in the, in the, in the Gemara and Tamura where this all comes from, it's exer sakasa. This is not an intuitive halacha pashta. But that's the din. Whenever you're dealing with matters of sanctity, so de- when you do it on a part of something, it automatically spreads. So what the Gemara is arguing here is that by marriage you should have the same concept, which is a very big chiddush, the fact that we're applying what we know to be true by consecration and hektish over to kedushin as well, but they are both similar in the fact that they are lashonos languages of kedusha, and therefore the Gemara is comparing them, that there should be a din of pashta. So when a person is being makadish, half a woman, it should automatically be considered like he's being makadish, all of her, and therefore it should take effect. Says the Gemara, me dummy, it's a bad comparison. Awesome, Hema there, it's an animal, meaning you own the animal, you could do whatever you want. So if you're makdish, part of it, all of it could spread and all of it can become um, consecrated. In our case, there's another, there's another person with das. Who is that other person? The woman. So she only consented to partial betrothal. So therefore the condition cannot spread. So we're saying pashta cannot go beyond what the other party agreed to. So in the case of the animal where the other party is an animal, you could do whatever you want. So automatically it spreads. But here... Where it's a das acheres, it's another intent, and there's another party, the wife, so there's no din of pashta. And the Gemara proves this because if anything, this case of Kedushin where he's Makadish, half the woman is more comparable to Rabbi Yochanan's case. What's Rabbi Yochanan's case? An animal belongs to two people together. There are two partners. In this case, one partner consecrated half, and then he went and purchased the other half, and he was Makadish the second half as well. So in the beginnings, when he only owned half of it, and he's Makadish, so what happened? Only half of became Kaddosh. The other part didn't belong to him. It couldn't become Kaddosh. Then he subsequently bought the other half and he consecrates the second half as well. What is the halacha? Kedusha vein kreva. Although it's all Kaddosh now, it cannot be brought as a carbon. The reason it cannot be brought as a carbon is a principle of dachli. Dachli means when something got kedusha, and in the way that it's got its kedusha, it was not able to be brought, even if subsequently, then it, that issue is fixed, it is resolved, it cannot be brought in the future again. So here, what happened was initially the kedusha did not allow it to be brought because only half of it was kadosh, even though subsequently it was fixed, and he bought and he consecrated the other half, it cannot be brought. For osa timura, if, if, if he exchanges it for another animal, it does create a timura. What is the halach of timura? If a person owns a car, and he says this one is in place of that one. The halach is that the substitute one also becomes kadosh. That is the din of the timur. Timur and the timur here would become like it, meaning it cannot be offered on the mizbech because just as the animal is dachoy, it is pushed away, it's not fit and eligible to be brought as a carbon. So too, the one that is exchanged for it has the same point. So how come over here there was no pashta? When the when the partner was makdish half, how come how come it didn't, all of it didn't become kadosh? Why don't we say pashta here? What's the difference? If someone's makdish the leg, we say pashta. 
Rashbab. So how come here he's Maktish half? The answer is because here he doesn't own the whole animal. His partner owns the other half. And his decision that he's making on one half cannot affect the whole animal. That's what it's like by the woman. There's a Das Acheres. We require the consent of the woman. And therefore, there's not going to be Pashta. Now the Gemara digresses. We're going to go on a tangent here just to learn a little Kachim that we pick up from Rabbi Yochanan Tzach. class, we infer from here three separate things. First of all, we see that the principle of Dichoy applies even to live things. In our case, the animal is a live entity. The idea of Dachoy, that when something is pushed away, it's pushed away permanently, even if the issue is resolved. We see that this applies even to a living entity. We also see that even though it was pushed away from the at the moment that it became kadosh, we still apply dichay. Meaning, dichay is not something that that applies only if it became dachay after it was Kadosh. Even at the very moment that it became Kadosh and Dichoy was there, we still say it's permanently rejected. In our case, the very moment that it became Kadosh, at that moment, the first original original time, it wasn't fit. So the Dachli is a Dachli that's Me'ikar, it's from the outside of the Kedusha. Still, we say that the principle of Dichoy is here and it uh, does not allow it to be brought, even if it's subsequently fixed. This is a bigger Chiddush because you could have said that in this case, it just wasn't fit yet in something that was totally fit. Then the Dachoy came and then it got fixed. There you say Dichoy. But here is Dachoy Meikar. Maybe it just was never ready yet. Kamash Malam, we say Dachoy even on a Dachoy Meikara. And the third thing, we see that there's the idea of Dichoy even to something that was Kedusha was only for its money. Like in our case, it, although you was Makdashit to be a Karban, since it was only half it that became Kadosh, on a practical level, all that would be able to be done would be that it would get a moment and then you would be able to sell it for the proceeds that would go to purchase another animal. So since the Kadusha was not for it itself to actually be brought on this back, but rather only for its Kadusha to be used in a monetary way. So it's a Chiddush that we say, even when things like Kadusha will only be used monetarily, we still apply the principle of Dichoy. Continues the Gemara. We have said that a person cannot be Makadish half of a woman. So now Rava says, by Rava, If a person said to a woman, he gave her a pruta and he said, half of you should become a Kudashas with half a pruta. And the other half should become a Kudashas with half a pruta. Now, what's the halacha? Is it valid or not? Since, he's, since he said half a pruta, he split it. So now it sounds like he's separately trying to be Makadish the two halves. So if he's separately trying to be Makadish the two halves, so maybe it's invalid. Odomar, perhaps, Monavaholehu. Perhaps what's going on is he's just, he's counting out the money as he gives it to her in separate half pruta units. But really what he's doing is one Maisa Kedushin. Is it? And that's what the Gemara is trying to figure out. In the language, he's splitting it. But perhaps in the Maisa, the overall Maisa is one Maisa where he's just counting it out. So it's not like two separate Kedushins on her half. If you say that in that case it's valid because it's just like he's counting it out. What if he said, he gave two prutas to him, and he said, half of you should me with a pruta, and half of you should with a pruta. So here, here it sounds a little bit harder, because keeping up a pruta, a pruta, since he said with a pruta now, and a pruta later, Pascal and Milsa, he's really splitting it in two. Because in this case, it sounds like it's, it's, it's two separate things. In the first case, the fact that he offered two half prutas sounds like he's making one big condition uh, just with the counting it out. But here, since it's separate prutas, one now, one later, so it sounds like he's taka splitting it in two. And he just doesn't realize that a woman can have um, half of her can't become a kudashis, and therefore it's no good. Do we say that as long as it's all one day here, he's just counting out the money and doing one big act of kedushin, and it would therefore be valid. 
Says the Gemara, third question. If you say that since it's all one day, we assume he's counting out the money. He's not trying to be Makadish or in separate halves. What if he gave her two prutas and he says, half Yushim Kudash is today, half Yushim Kudash is tomorrow. Here, keeping the Lamachar, since he's saying that the, the, the second half is from Kudash is tomorrow, clearly Pasuk, he's splitting it in two. He's trying to make two separate Kedushins and therefore it's invalid. Or perhaps, this is what he is saying. Kedushin maskala that the process of Kedushin to start now, shouldn't be completed until tomorrow. So really it's one big Maisa Kedushin, and he's just saying it's an extended and will finish tomorrow, and therefore it's valid. A last question. What if he said both of halves as you should, be, should become a Kudashas to me with one pruta? Do I say certainly here this is good? Here certainly it's good. He's saying to her both halves in one moment should become a Kudashas. So it's, he's not being Makadish half of her. He's together putting both halves into one Maisa. As soon as he mentions halves, we throw it out. We assume it's separate Kedushas and it cannot work. And the Gemara says, Teku, we do not resolve this. We do not resolve this question. Now, the Gemara moves to a fundamental question. Let's say one man says to another, remember, we know that a, a father has the right to marry off his daughter, and a father can also marry off his son if a son appointed him as an agent. It's very different. A son a, a son has to appoint his father as an agent for Maisa Kedushin, whereas a father can accept Kedushin on behalf of his daughter as a Nara or, or a Katana, even without her appointing her as an agent. But in this case, one man said to another, let your two daughters become, a, become married to my two sons with this one pruta. The father had been acted, declared as an agent by the sons, and he's uh, he's saying to the other father who owns the daughters, here, let's do these two boys for these two girls, but here what's interesting is that there's only one pruta. Mao, what's the halacha? Basan Rosh Makabazina, do we say over here, well, let's just go after the giver and the recipient of the money. There's two, the, 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 the fathers of the children, so relative to them, there's enough money that's being exchanged because even though there are two girls that are becoming betrothed in the one transaction, but maybe one pruta can work because there's only one giver of the money and one recipient. We have to go after the children. And from the perspective of the girls, there's not enough. Maybe each girl, each Kedushin needs a separate one. And if each Kedushin needs a separate one, so you don't have two, two and therefore the Gemara says, take it, we don't leave it. Now, the Rishonim explain here, this is very important, obviously in the Lumdas here, is that really... It's only in the case of, it's only from the perspective of the, the Gemara saying, oh, you go after the nose and the Makabo. The key point here is the Makabo. Why? Because from the perspective of the, the father of the boys, he's just an agent from both of them. He's not really making one transaction in any sense. He just happens circumstantially to be an agent on both. It's only the father of the girls where we can give this interesting lumdus that he's really being Makabo. He's really being Makabo. Um, as as the as the transactor on both of their behalves, so the whole side that it can work to give one pruta for both is because the recipient is giving the pruta. But certainly, the one giving them is not each each one of the boys who who are the who are giving themselves for kedushin is not giving a pruta. So the Mishnah Malach already says the big rate from here is that you see there's no din that the husband has to give a pruta. There's a din that the girl has to receive a pruta, and it seems like that what a, what a silly point. I mean, obviously, if you give a pruta, you receive a pruta. But this is where it's so important. It's so important in our Gemara where it's the two fathers who are meeting up and the key that the Gemara has its on, that the father of the Kala is accepting the Pruta that can work because he's the transactor, he's the Makna, he's Makna on both together with the Pruta that can work 
because the the transact the he's the recipient receiving a pruta, even though the ones giving over are not giving a pruta. This is very the Mishnah talks about you know a case where someone gives something that's also be Israel and all, but he gives it to someone who has a life threatening illness. So from her perspective, she's allowed to have it. So he gave her something worth value. But from his perspective, he didn't give something that's worth value. Is that a good condition or not? And he brings a proof from our Gemara that it would seem like that it's good. That the point is that the girl receives a pruta, not. That the husband gives a pruta. Says the Gemara, Papa Bitcha, Paraska, Bapruta, person said to another, one person, one man said to another man, Let your daughter and your cow, they should become betrothed and acquired to me with this pruta. So he's giving one pruta and he's saying, I want the condition for your daughter and I want your cow. Ma, what's the Allah? Do we see he means to do with the same coin? What he's saying is your daughter should be half with half of the pruta and your cow through the other half of the pruta. And then it's no good because neither the sale or the condition has a full pruta. You can't share the same pruta. Maybe you're saying is your daughter with the pruta and the cow should be acquired with the mashikha that I'll do later. And he just happens to be mentioning both together, but he's not trying to use the pruta, the, the, the coin for the Kenyan of the cow. Teiku, we don't resolve this question. Similar by Ravashi. Ravashi, Ravashi wondered, a person said, your daughter and your land should become a Kudash and acquire to me with this pruta. Do I say, he's trying to do, use the same coin for both. He's saying your daughter from Kudash is with half of the pruta and the land with half of the pruta. So therefore, neither the sale or the condition would, would, would take effect. Your daughter should become a Kudash with the pruta now and the land will be a Kenyan Chazaka later. So it sounds like pretty much exactly the same question as we had with the, um, with the, with the land, uh, with, with, with the cow. But the Rishonim explained that maybe it's a little bit different is because even if we say the condition was good in the previous case, maybe that's all good because Metaltalim is not nicknamed Bekesef. That's why we assume that the cow was not using the money. Whereas here, Bekarka, where Karka could be connected Bekesef, maybe we should be nervous that he's using the same coin and it shouldn't work. Or maybe here, we even here, we assume that he knows this idea that the coin has to be fully dedicated to the girl. You can't share the same pruta for both the girl and the land. And he meant that the land should be Kona with a Chazaka later and the Gemara says take we do not resolve this question okay the next after this we begin a new sugya we'll pick up from here tomorrow